Hello, friends. I am Lauren Schwind, and I am so excited that you are here for the first Subnormal Child podcast. I'm also equally excited to share one of my good friends um, and colleagues, Rachel Amber, for this first episode. She is an illustrator and activist who lives in West Philly. Um, Rachel is an artist who has a just extensive portfolio of work, um, has done all sorts of work, has actually been published in some pretty amazing places, like uh, you might have heard of it, the New York Times. Um, <laughs> she is uh, working on year three of the Cycles Journal. That's going to be kind of the project we talk on the most. Of course, we kind of dabble all over the place, just as she does. But the Cycles Journal is a journal that she has been working on for the third year now. And yeah, it is a journal for those who bleed. And it's inclusive in that way, where it's anyone who bleeds monthly to um, track not only that part of the cycle, but the other parts of that cycle, because it's not just um, the blood that we uh, release. There's so much more that goes into it. And um, yeah, it's a cool tool that I, cool tool that I use, that she uses. And we talk about how she got into, you know, wanting to even make the cycles journal, but also how it's kind of evolved over time and how it's going to continue to evolve, of course. Um, yeah, to describe her work. So she works with, you know, mostly illustrating uh, the natural world. And that includes really juxtaposing human forms with natural forms, plants and people, things like that. Um, in a beautiful, gritty, graphic, but soft way. Um, yeah, even her digital work has that feel of being drawn by hand with the warmth of maybe paper. You know what I'm saying? Um, it has that texture to it. Um, lots of bold shapes with little intimate details that create that, again, that balance of soft with bold. Um, a lot of animals as well. She's done quite a lot of work uh, around bees and uh, other pollinators that need support. Um, yeah, she's she's done all sorts of work, does all sorts of work, and we kind of touch on that. Um, and yeah, she's also one of those just like versatile people who is able to not only create beautifully warm and soft and edgy and all those things, um, pieces, but can combine it seamlessly with text um, to portray a certain energy, to create those useful healing tools. Um, and if there's one kind of little box to throw the whole beautiful thing in, it's she creates healing tools and connective illustrations, really creating so that we can connect deeper 
I would say. Um, yeah, really just getting deeper with how we are mirrors. And though that might sound vague, you can definitely find her work and find out for yourself. Um, all the links are in the description box. And of course, at the end of this video, or um, talk, <laughs> there will be, you know, she'll be going over where you can find her as well, rachelamber.com, all those good things. Um, so yeah, again, just really grateful that she got to be or decided to be my guinea pig for this first episode. Um, and to kind of wrap up with a little intention, you know, these talks are about connecting with artists to kind of like share their work and how it relates on a spiritual level. But like what she's making is a super spiritual tool. What she has made is a super spiritual tool and a very grounding resource for those who, who need it. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. It is the cycles journal. Again, she's working on year three. So if you're like, dang, I'm too late. Well, one, you can still get one. Um, I believe, but also there's always next year and, um, yeah, let's just jump into it. What practices are you most focused on right now? Hmm. Well, I'm generally <laughs> focused is a funny word because I'm normally um, bouncing between a few different things and trying to balance um, the multitude of things that I'm interested in creating. Um, although they all kind of live in the same realm of um, creating for healing, self-care, and environmental activism, all kind of through um just focusing on nature and natural forces yeah so specifically i've been um trying to experiment more um i've been creating like bleach t-shirts where i draw with bleach on a black shirt and um just write environmental messages on them for climate justice and other um awareness so that's been fun just to do something different and more with my hands i've been trying to experiment with my hands in that way um, also just painting on wood and other materials that you wouldn't expect, carving on birch bark, things like that. Um, just working with more natural materials and um, using scraps of fabric that I have and printing on them with linoleum blocks that I carve. Just a multitude of things to keep me interested and busy because I like to jump around between things. Um, so balancing that side of my work that's more nature focused with um, the other side of my work that is more focused on radical self-care and menstrual awareness and cycle tracking. Um, I'm also planning for the next issue of Cycles Journal. And so that's a long process that I have to start early in the year to be ready for autumn and winter. And yeah, so it's been fun planning that and planning the expansions and improvements and starting to make art for it as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> On the topic of Cycles Journal um, and the art that you do for that project specifically, um, I'm curious, how do, you, how do you kind of like channel what comes up? Because I feel like mm -hmm. it, the work feels like, you know, it's coming from a certain place. Where, where do you really like sink into that? Yeah. Um. 
a lot of times I will get the ideas and inspiration for the illustrations um, after reading or meditating or um, I like to just sit and meditate or just like place my hands in my womb and drop into that space and um, I usually either just find sometimes visual ideas pop into my head or just sometimes words of wisdom um, and I just use all that to kind of transform it into imagery if that makes sense um, mm -hmm. and I feel like just tying in the spiritual practice of cycle tracking like I feel like it can often come off as a technical thing but at the same it is and at the same time it can be very spiritual to track and um, also look at the lunar cycles and how that might interplay but also just uh, focusing in on your own sacred vessels so I think a lot of the imagery revolves around that like um, because the journal is very design oriented and very um, not super like it's technical but it's also um, an open space so I like to use the imagery to incorporate like the spiritual nature of it as well and just um, yeah how it is um, tied with embracing our wild power. <laughs> I guess I'm also very curious, um, again, back to the Cycles Journal, what really started that project for you? Mm -hmm. And when did that kind of take, take its hold? Yeah, um, a lot of things led up to it. I feel like it was an idea in the back of my mind for a while, but I didn't really realize it was gonna expand to the extent it is now and will continue to grow to. Um, because for a while I just wanted to create a space, almost like a zine or something, just like a calendar um, for myself and to track um, everything in one place. I think a lot of painful and irregular cycles earlier in my life and um, like previous years, uh, I just would have turbulent cycles, unpredictable cycles. That, well, I thought it was unpredictable um, and also like, interesting patterns like I would I bled on the full moon for 12 months straight and that was kind of when I, it really sparked like there's something here um there's something here within myself but also um, outside of myself that's bigger and tied to everyone um and I started to just like slightly uncover the magic of it underneath that was buried underneath my layers of just like trauma and emotional distress and um yeah kind of distrust for my body and also yeah, it affects our self-worth when we don't like the things our body's doing and we think it's our enemy when, um, you know, we're really, we really should be working with it. So I think creating it was an effort um, at first for myself to be more connected to my body, learn to work with it and be like, hey, I want to understand you. I want to be friends, not enemies. Um, and at first I didn't think it was just going to be a simple thing for myself, but then it kind of one night sparked into this big idea and I was like this is needed this um could be something bigger and something just radical and uh just a companion for people and I kind of just went into my hyper focus mode and um just started creating creating non-stop um yeah <laughs> I think that's so incredibly powerful lining up with the full moon for like an entire 12 month cycle is quite a message it's very interesting it was definitely like, hey, listen to me, like I'm here. Um, it, yeah, helped me notice like how that impacts my life as well. Like not only what phase I'm in, but what cycle the moon, what phase the moon is in. Um, and it was certainly powerful, but also intense. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I I feel like 
you know, once in a blue moon, I'll either cycle up with the full moon or the dark moon. But it's anytime any moon is like lining up with my cycle, I'm like, yes, this is witchcraft. We're here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's definitely a whole nother layer of ex- experience on there. Hmm. <laughs> and so as Cycles Journal has kind of been expanding, um, I know you in this last um, year's uh, journal, you've had other contributors um, Mm -hmm. for that project. How has that collaborative project kind of like helped? Has it, um, how has it inspired also the artistic side Mm -hmm. of it? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love how it's evolving. Um, I actually remember, so the first year it was just me, my knowledge. And then the second year, I remember as I was building it, we were on a road trip together to Savannah and I was asking I was like I really want to bring other people in um, and I was just trying to get your opinion on it because I think I was like excited but also I don't know I was nervous I was just like I haven't done this before um, but I knew that I wanted it not to just be um, m- you know me like I'm designing it and illustrating it and I was like starting to be overwhelmed by like it is a lot of work but um, so I was like why not bring in other people who have beautiful wisdom and ideas to share as well um, who know much more about these other areas that I want to share about. So it started to uh, weave that web of a community within it and create a community around it because, you know, we're all experiencing versions of this and everyone has so, so many beautiful things to give. So I was like, I want to hold space for that as well. Yeah, and I thought it would be beautiful. And it has been. It was such an honor to collaborate with so many amazing contributors, including yourself. And... Uh, everyone got to write um, a little excerpt for the beginning of each month in the journal and then I got to illustrate it and I love doing that as well because I could help bring their words and ideas to life through an image so that's been really fun yeah I think it's really powerful to have created something and to bring in um, so many different perspectives to kind of just engage on that. So I think it's been really cool to see how it's grown and to continue seeing how that project has grown. Um, Mm -hmm. I think to just relate it back to you, um, you've been using the journal yourself. So what has been kind of some things that you've been uncovering with this Mm -hmm. tool that you made? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's been an experience working with it and amazingly just how my relationship with myself has shifted from the beginning, like pre this existing to starting to work with it and to really diving into it in the current version, which I feel like is um, really helpful um, just from a personal point of view, because I I want to design it to work for myself, but also others. So um, with that in mind, I, I feel like it's just been knowing I have that support system to refer back to. It's, it's, you know, it's like we have our friends and we have, Um, our external support system but knowing that um, it's the place to record all of our internal dialogues and findings it's been just a good resource to have because before I would track it all in my head and then I would forget or not notice these patterns because they weren't solidified so now I can actually notice them and one of the biggest like most beautiful benefits that I've been grateful to experience with it is my periods have seriously been less painful simply from the attention and awareness I've given my body. And it sounds like, um, you know, it's, it's hard to believe. And I honestly was like, 
not fully believing it until I experienced it like multiple um, cycles in a row. But I noticed it because I, I've been eating generally the same. I've been sleeping generally the same. Like the only thing that had really shifted between those cycle periods were me loving myself more and like being gentle in the way I spoke to my body internally and also how I use my body. Um, I would cut out like I start using I started using my planner and calendar in conjunction with the journal. Like I know some people use the journal as their planner for their life and their cycle. And that's totally cool, but I use it um, separately. So this is just my sacred space for tracking my cycle. And then I have my planner. So I always carry over at the end of each cycle. I plan and predict when my next cycle is going to be. And then I carve out um, a few days before and after, or like one or two days before and after when I think I'm going to start bleeding as kind of just like slower days. Like can't always not work on those days, but I can at least um, give myself more nourishment or prepare and try to finish more things ahead of time, stuff like that. Um, so honoring my body more around those, uh, the times where I'm um, in need of that has been life-changing. And then also going into each cycle and kind of just telling my body, um, just giving it love and care and giving it space, like um, putting my hands just on my stomach, on my womb has been, it's, it's wonderful. Like, and it, <laughs> can you hear that <laughs> some mm-hmm. motorcycles um <laughs> been, <laughs> they're so loud but it's awesome they always come out on sunny days um yeah that simple act of just placing your hands on your body and doing nothing but that like just sitting with your body and being there and being like I'm here for you I'm present has been huge like it's I can't explain it enough um and no matter what we're going through just letting our body know we're there for them it's really special. Yeah. I think that is so powerful to have like, you know, and I think it's also a great message to all of us who have these cycles to really, you know, the value is not just in an awareness so that we can have ourselves prepared and maybe not bleed Mm -hmm. on something that we like, but also the idea of this is not a time to be afraid of. It's a time to embrace Mm -hmm. with almost like, it almost sounds like a ritualistic, kind of approach where you're like, okay, I'm just preparing what needs to be done for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a huge part of it, seeing it as a sacred time instead of a time we should, um, I feel like we're taught in a way to dread it um, societally. And even sometimes if we're not told that by others, we kind of feel that because of the general stigma around it and that negative stigma and going into things, you know, going into anything with a negative approach or being like, oh, this is going to suck. That's only going to spiral and cause more tension in your body. And it's amazing because mental tension creates physical tension in your body and in your womb. So um, it's really, a lot of it is energetic, but it like spirals into our physical realm so much. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I also wanted to bring up, because I think it's really... um, Interesting. I think it's really powerful. Um, the that the avenue in which you're going through with this is a lot of inclusivity, which I think is, of course, so needed. Um, can you just kind of talk more about what that inclusivity looks like and what kind of you've been growing into around that around the yeah. journal? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have grown in awareness in this realm like a lot in the past few years 
Um, definitely thanks to a lot of friends and lovely people in my life who identify as non-binary or um, even some that identify as men, but have a period or uh, were born with a female body. And there's so much beauty in this expansion of understanding that um, the female body experiences this, but that doesn't mean that you have to be a woman to experience your cycle. And uh, people nowadays are choosing and embracing the beauty of like, cho you choose your gender, um, your identity, and your cycle is always going to be there. So I feel like there's not enough material out there that um, appreciates or like just acknowledges that because um, I know that some will use the word women and um, and then some people are fine with that but some people may feel excluded from that and I try to be aware of that in the journal so that people don't feel that way and of course we can't please everyone um, I think there are even some people out there that want me to use the word women more but I just feel like keeping it neutral um, you know, it's open, like you can fill yourself into that blank. And um, like, we're all humans at the end of the day, like whatever we identify as, whatever body we are born into, like we're all experiencing the same things. And of course, someone born in a male body wouldn't experience a menstrual cycle naturally, but, um, but anyone born in a cycle with a womb experiences this. And I just want them to feel as safe as possible. Like I want the journal to be a safe space. I want it to be open and also, um, open the eyes for people who maybe aren't as aware of the queer community that there are folks out there who don't identify as women but have appeared and are completely valid. Um, so I hope that that can help that realm and see that it's all it's all equal and yeah. I love that and I think that's definitely you know as far as you know betterment of consciousness of like awareness mm -hmm. It, it just is like we're constantly expanding as a society. We're constantly um, learning how to better treat each other. And mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful um, to remember that bleeding spaces still need to be inclusive spaces. Mm -hmm. So I think that really needs to be, especially, you know, there, there's a poem called Boy's Blood. Mm -hmm. So clearly this is, you know, embracing that. And I really want to commend you for that. Um, I also wanted to just kind of touch on besides working with, um, the, the cycles of the body like that, you've also done work with, um, with, um, with raising funds for endangered species and, um, the, just protecting the natural world as well. And I would love to know, like, you know, I feel like when I first met you, that was like the thing that you were really getting into. That was like your trademark based on mm -hmm. the art that I saw. How has that kind of evolved for you or like has that evolved for you since kind mm -hmm. of becoming the creator of such a big project? Yeah, um, definitely. It's all evolving in different ways, but I feel like, um, the roots in that side of my work has strengthened as well as creating Cycles Journal. And while there's some like, the only reason I have a separate um, Instagram for Cycles Journal and separate website for Cycles Journal, as well as I do include it on my 
website and Instagram for Rachel Amber, which is my just general nature-focused work. Um, the only reason for that is because I know that there's people who follow me that don't have a menstrual cycle and aren't interested in cycles journal, and I don't want them to feel like that's taking up too much space. Um, so I want to give them the option of like anyone that's interested in this can, since it's more of a niche audience just by nature, um, that's why it has a separate space, but they're absolutely still intertwined. Um, all my work is, it's all at the root, um, inspired by nature and our natural forces within our body, within the earth's body. So um, yeah, so that link has, they kind of bounce back and forth. Like I, I go back and forth between um, periods of focus on cycles and I go, and then periods of focus on like my more natural work, my more pollinator focused work, um, whatever it is. Uh, and they just strengthen each other. And it also, it's like, oh, I'll do one work and then I'll miss the other side of it. And then it's kind of fun. I like that duality to bounce between. But yeah, I still, um, for a while I was donating a percentage of the endangered pollinator patches and the honeybee patches that started the whole series. I started with the honeybee and then it evolved into that series because I wanted to make um, kind of, I, I was inspired by the honeycomb pattern and although um, the honeybee is the only one that makes that home, um, I just love the hive as a concept of unity and interconnection. And so um, it was all that raising awareness for those some select endangered pollinators that I could fit. Um, and so I would don't, I would rotate between donating to different environmental organizations. At first it was like um, the Honeybee Conservancy, um, but then expanded to like the Xerxes Society is a huge one for pollinators and invertebrates. Um, and I can't think of the others right now, but I have a whole list. <laughs> but yeah, I bounce around with that. And now I just kind of rotate, um, like for periods of time, I'll like choose a charity. Like for Earth Day, I just um, did a special with donating to this company called Pure Earth, and they focus on cleaning up um, or helping low-income areas in the world uh, with their with the pollution that is just sadly accumulated there. So they help. They, that's their focus. So um, I just, you know, I'm not someone who like. You know, I'm an independent artist, but I do what I can. It just feels good if I can even give a small percent. And um, it's just really a personal, like, uh, my personal way to expand something that I'm making and give back to others. Um, although I believe all my work has messages that expand beyond myself. I don't know, it's just a small way I can monetarily help. And kind of just, um, I think of it as we... Um, rerouting work like I get the money and I just like give it back but I obviously still need to support myself so that's why it's occasional and a percentage yeah <laughs> yeah I love that I think that's great super super powerful I think more artists you know are doing that making mm -hmm. their activist work kind of go back to those places in which their activism is is focused in yeah. and to kind of like bring it all back together um, back to you as a personal uh spiritual being mm -hmm. um i guess i i want to close out with asking you um what is your this is a big one um <laughs> what is kind of like at the core your spiritual practice or belief system mm. <laughs> <laughs> little question <laughs> yeah i mean Although it's a huge question, it, it all comes down to nature, which is such a broad thing, but it's also, it has so many specifics as well. And, but at the core of everything and not just our planet, although it's a huge 
percentage of what we're experiencing immediately, but nature also being like the universe, also being energy, also being every bit of matter in our in our lives and beyond what we are even like consciously aware of. Um, yeah, but at the root, I just, when you say that, I just picture like roots of a tree because I feel like trees are just like such a dear um, symbol of that. And also just like an early childhood memory that, of my connection with like this tree in my parents' yard. Um, and it just all literally stems from plant life into everything else. And um, it may sound broad, but yeah, it's just, that's the thing that keeps me going every day. And um, yeah, it keeps me like realizing the connection and the beauty and power in these sentient beings um, and ourselves as conscious beings and beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Rachel. I know I surprised you with that last question a little bit. Like, in there. <laughs> okay. so, no, I think that was perfect. Um, <laughs> and, uh, now, if you just want to tell everyone where they can find you, uh, <laughs> handles and all that good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, my general website, which links to pretty much everything, is rachelamber.com. It's, uh, my first name is spelled with an extra A, so it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-A-M-B-E-R.com. Um, and that'll link you to my Instagram, which is at rachel.amber. And um, I have a newsletter if you're interested in being updated when I come out with new original or limited edition products. I also have a separate newsletter for Cycles Journal. Anything Cycles Journal related, you can find through cyclesjournal.com or at Cycles Journal on Instagram. And yeah, I also have a free um, Facebook support group for anyone who just wants to like find community around um, talking about our cycles, sharing resources. And that's that can be found through the Cycles website as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Rachel. You. Thanks, love. This is awesome. <laughs>